And now, live from ID Studios in Tucson, Arizona, it's... Dear Friends and Family. 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 Dear Friends and Family, how are you? Dear Friends and Family, welcome to Session 4. Woohoo! I'm so glad we're back on the air. Yes, me too. <laughs> God, it's been forever. Well, in this session, you get to meet one of my most lovely friends, Sarah, who I met back in Cotty. Oh, she's a sweetheart. Oh, what a great conversation about her son who was diagnosed with autism and just how that's affected her as a mother. And oh, it was amazing. And powerful. Yes. Man, that was awesome. And we also talk about Lavana and her oh, oh god my her heart's concerts. melting we uh we play a little clip for you from her choir concert and her orchestra concert it's really awesome so I hope you guys enjoy the next 45 minutes yeah and without further ado here's our show all right guys we are here with a very special guest Somebody who is very near and dear to my heart. I have known her for over 15 years. <laughs> ah. We met at the lovely Cotty College in Nevada, Missouri, and she was a freshman and I was a senior and we were spas. And if you want to know what that means, you'll have to go check out Cotty. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Well, we're very happy to have you on the show. I mean, so first, I need to know some 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 juicy secrets about the wife here. So you, <laughs> give, give me some info on uh, on the wife. What crazy yeah. stuff did she do in college? What was Patty Parker like oh when she gosh. was 18? <laughs> oh, Patty was intimidating and the cool kid. And she was the one where as a freshman walking past, it was like, You'd look, and then as soon as she'd look towards you, you'd look away really fast. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you can't let her know that you were checking her out. And, and, uh, she was always sitting out on the bench outside in front. You have kids now, so I won't say the name of what we called that bench. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's a good thing. Bench. <laughs> yeah, and then she—I just remember she was had the most angelic voice, and that's what. I, I literally still to this day, I've got these clips. Well, okay, clips. That's hilarious. They're cassette tapes. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> there were no video clips on our phones back then. We nope. Really had phones. nope. And, um, and I've got this cassette tape of her singing. And I still, every now and then, every time we move, I'd be going through everything. And I'd I can't throw this away. And it's just this one song on there of you and Brandy. And, um, and that is still my favorite memory is, you know, <laughs> we were all homesick and far away and, and Patty's voice, like just Aww. always was so magical. So, You're yeah, so she was sweet. the cool one. <laughs> so the, the funny thing is, is that according to Patty, the way she's always explained it to me is that she's never been the cool kid. She was... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so no, to, to hear no, you I, call her the cool kid, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. I, I was doing laundry and it was like the second week or school or whatnot. And I was doing laundry down in the basement and in walks Patty. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Patty. And she, <laughs> and she just starts talking to me. And, and for like 20, 40 minutes, like, I mean, it was an extended conversation. And afterwards, like, she's like, it's so nice to meet you and got up and left. And I remember being like, that was the most 
insane weird experience is this just what college is like like and it found out later yes she is that friendly but it was also because she was my spy which is still a mystery everybody should go to Cotty college if you're female right. i guess I'm and not, then allowed to, I'm not allowed to speak about that <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm sorry it's super secret but yeah so it was yeah, we had this connection, but I still remember her just because she was like gorgeous and and kind of like tough looking, and then all of a sudden she was just this warm, caring, open person, and it really was my <laughs> first lesson to like, yeah, people don't judge and be open, and you become like really good friends with people that you feel are out of your league a little bit. So yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, I'm like blushing, Sarah. <laughs> And then I also was a terrible writer and a terrible sponge. She'd always be like, you should fill out your book. <laughs> that was happened a lot, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Sarah, you'll be really happy to know that Lex and I are actually starting to produce music. <gasps> that I am happy to know that. Yes, yes. We're actually, we're actually working on a few different uh, songs right now. So, yep. uh, you know, probably in the next few months. I mean, we kind of do it uh, as we can because we're, you know, we're focused on the podcast and business and all that stuff. But uh, we've got a full on studio here. So, yeah, there's a lot of musical stuff. And I'm actually I've got a music background. I'm, I'm actually a, a vocalist and a saxophonist. So. Of course you are. You are perfect together. <laughs> well, you should hear us sing together. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. Yeah, my husband can't sing at all, so we're perfect for each other. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> all right, so all right. let's get to the, to the reason why you're on our show. Why don't you tell us a little bit? What have you been diagnosed with, and how did you get here? You got it. Well... It's not my diagnosis. I was diagnosed pregnant and had my wonderful little child, uh, my son, (laughs) and then he then was diagnosed with autism. It's interesting because when you first approached me and I heard chronic illness, I was like, oh, we don't fall into that category. And then I'm just speaking because the saying, you've met one child with autism, you've met one child with autism, because it is such a spectrum and there are such differences that it's hard to categorize yeah. and have those checklists, you know? But the truth is, is the more I thought about it, I was like, it, this, a chronic illness is a really apt description for how you can feel. And it is a diagnosis. It is something that he lives with. It's something you fight, something you have to be aware of daily something that you're fearful of, that you have hope through, that can change. And, you know, a lot of that is the diagnosis then of a chronic illness. And so, yeah, when he was two years old was when um, it first happened. It <laughs> another, yeah, it was, I was honestly blindsided. Um, he'd hit all of those milestones that he was supposed to. Yeah. And they, you know, he had language and not a ton, but he was so physical and he was like walking by 10 months and running. And so physically he just was so ahead of those checkpoints that the verbal I thought would come later. Like yeah. it was, he was offsetting strengths. And so, yeah, my um, brother randomly enough was listening to a podcast and he, <laughs> and he, said, he was like, you know, I was listening to this podcast on autism and Kale, that's my son's name. Um, Kale, like, checked some of those boxes, but then not others. And I remember being just stunned. And I was like, what? 
I don't tell you I don't like your girlfriend. Why would you tell me? That's awesome. By the way, he's not going to know that I'm doing this podcast. But no. But, wait, why but isn't I, he? Wait, why wouldn't he know? Because then he'd know I don't like his girlfriend. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was like it was that kind of a gut reaction where I was like, "What? That's totally. such a personal statement to make about somebody that you know." And so, yeah, that was the start of our journey. And then all of a sudden, I swear, it, it just, he backpedaled. It was completely one of those cases that you read about where everything seemed good. And then you just, he stopped talking. He stopped oh. socializing with kids his own age. He will no longer socially engage with his peer group. He doesn't like animals anymore. Um, he's comfortable with adults. And he likes to be around the environment socially, but he won't like to participate directly with it. And then as far as the verbal goes, he's now three and a half and he says the word up every day. And beyond that, really random, excited words that were encouraging and growing. But um, yeah, he has about 30, 40 words total, but he only says up on the daily. Wow. So and then, so he actually kind yeah. of like regressed? Yeah. Yeah, wow. completely. And so, yeah. So it's, it's really exciting now, even when he just like babbles or, or mimics a sound you make. Um, and so that's huge progress with it. Yeah. And he's in, he's in speech therapy, private speech therapy twice a week. He goes to a special beginnings class for kids specifically on the spectrum, ages three to five, five okay. days a week. Right, and so he's he, in, he's yeah. he's basically like God. I I know you, and I know that you have him in every program that you can get your hands on. Oh and my gosh! So, but I want to I want to know something. I want mm -hmm. I want to know what has this done to you? Like, what is how has this affected you? Yeah, I don't use harsh words or heavy words lightly. And I can honestly say that it devastated me in the beginning. Yeah. And I have moments of, of you know, pure sadness at times. And at first it was mourning two different things. You know, one, it was mostly selfish, to be honest. Like I was mourning my loss of what I thought parenthood would look like yeah. you know those wow. you yeah. know all those sports teams and those funny conversations and like the stuff that you just kind of without even knowing it sometimes you'd already been like this is the type of parent I can yeah, be and I know yeah. kids change that regardless <laughs> you know? but well, like, that's always changing and then, totally and then the the next part is you know it's sad because they're struggling every day and there's a part of it where there, this is his world. Like he doesn't know any different and he's genuinely happy every day. So Aww. it's hard when I'm sad, it's, I look at him and then it's easy to balance that out because mm -hmm. it's my loss. It really is my loss. It's mm -hmm. not his loss yet. Definitely. He is still young enough where he doesn't have kids in his class that might make fun of him. He doesn't have struggles with reading and writing and anything sort of like normal ed curriculum, you know, right, right. so those are like future hopes that he'll even struggle with, you know, so there's some elements there that it was really hard. It was really hard. And it also altered the fact that it was right when we were getting ready to go towards baby number two. And oh I my. still haven't, you know, I still have an 18 month old, basically. I don't 
have a desire for another baby yet and we might not ever have a larger family and that's a personal choice completely yeah right, um, right. you know that's not a reflection on anything but yeah it was you know it changed up a lot of our dynamics Okay, dear friends and family listeners, it's that time where we remind you to head over to studioids.com and sign up for our email list. You will receive all of the latest updates, releases, and information about our studio. Also, wherever you are listening, from whether it be iTunes or SoundCloud, please give us a comment, a like, and a share. Thank you for supporting our endeavor to open minds one show at a time. Take it away, Patty and Lex. My husband got out of the military. We were, you know, he was career military, and yeah, was I was going to ask you about that. I saw, yeah. I saw that online. Like this, he was so. I mean, Marine, right? Yeah, yeah, so, nice. He, Semper he loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, I'm like such a fake marine wife. I was like, are you going to ride in your little tanky thing? And I was <laughs> <laughs> you know, years at that point. But but yeah, no, it, it altered everything. It altered our career path. It altered the state we were, you know, the state we were going to live in physically. The I can't have a full-time job right now that's normal. So yeah. I work weekends and that way Monday through Friday I can get him to all of his sessions and his classes and it really shifted it's like I liked being a stay-at-home mom and in my mind when my kiddos would get back to school age like I transitioned back to work which I'd really loved my job and it it shifted our worlds completely so if you don't mind me asking what were you doing as a profession before this yeah, um, I was a general manager. I was always worked retail. I loved it. I was with Gap Inc. for eight years, and then I went to Ralph Lauren, and I ran center. Yeah, I ran center locations for them, but and then would do all their new store openings. So like once a month, I'd fly to locations and help onboard managers and hire and train. And then, you know, it was fifty-ish hours a work week and random hours and. It so just you, wasn't there, conducive. There was a lot of sacrifice for you for <laughs> yeah, all of this. So, I mean, that's a huge yeah, culture so shock. When I, totally. So, yeah, when I had him, I knew that I was, like, excited to kind of step back from that for a while, but I'd always seen myself going back towards there. And yeah. I don't think that is a reality at this point. But it could be. That's, you know hope <laughs> but, so, well it's yeah. you know we've actually gone through the same thing like Lex and I had to close down our shop and yeah. where we did automotive and metal fabrication that transition we've been doing that transition for months and months and it's it's so it's been so challenging you know like just yeah. that shifting from okay this life no longer works for us anymore so now we have to change everything. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and that's that's a huge deal for us because it's like, you know, I can see how you guys have just had to switch gears in life and we're having to do the same thing. So it's, it's, it's actually, you know, we're worlds apart as far as what's going on, but it's interesting how it's the same, it's the same, Yeah. you know, and I, yeah. That's I, I, that's that's interesting to me. I mean, I, it actually makes me feel a little less alone. <laughs> oh no, definitely. I yeah, I feel like when something shifts your world in concerns to your health or your daily, you know, just functioning, it makes you reprioritize and and even sometimes like 
shift your priorities in ways you didn't want to, but needed to, you know? And- yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the same for us. I mean, uh, it's actually kind of interesting because, um, you know, doing this show, Patty and I have just really, I've been enjoying this process mm-hmm. and really growing and, you know, we don't feel so lonely. Yeah. Because yeah. we're talking to you, a mother of an autistic boy. And we've talked with Amber who is battling through breast cancer. It's all very different. And yet it's all so much the same. Yeah. It feels good to talk to somebody else that can relate in ways that are important. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I, it was the hardest thing for me at first to like open up and talk about it. Just my daily routine up until this kind of shift in my life was, you know, you post happy, non-committal items that aren't that important on Facebook. Like I would <laughs> right. sit there right. and like yep, definitely yep. blow up. Yeah, my personal business, you know. And so it really was smile and work through things and you always stay positive and keep moving forward and you don't be a victim. You don't wallow. And so when this happened, I was like, all right, let's just move through it. Let's work. And it's like, this isn't a a fix. You don't just fix this. Like you learn to adjust (laughs) and live with it and find your happy in new ways, you know. And so that's that's the part like yeah. living with it successfully is happy that's the new happy so how so. did i have to ask because we had to deal with this and i'm assuming that you had to deal with this too how did you deal with the uh, oh you know my my cousin's friend's neighbor has this and this yeah. is what you should do and you should try this oh. and have you tried holistic <laughs> have you tried this did you know oh, that yeah. you can cure autism with a lifestyle change? Oh, 100%. 100%. And the first, the first year of it, I swear to you, I'm like, I'm already mostly hippie. I'm from Northern California. Nice. <laughs> so like, she is you know, all hippie and she married a Marine. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. We're the cutest little couple ever. When it comes to that part. I know. That's awesome. Oh. I hear you because in a way people are trying to help you by relating yeah, or yeah. by offering advice. And at first it's like, this is nice. But the more they talk about it, like I naturally go to this almost like resentful place in my uh-huh. head. Where I'm like, just stop. Just stop. Your, your story is not my story. <laughs> and it, you know, and it is hard. And that's the thing. It's like, I've done, you know, it's like how many broccoli extracts and probiotics. And I mean, I could literally list every single thing that is out there and it's like yeah like we're you know we're trying what we feel is right for our child in forms of therapy and diet and it's not my place to like judge anybody else and what they're choosing to do it for us specifically for their children yeah it's really hard then when other people then are giving advice and you're like yeah it's also it's like almost, it's like yeah. you said you know if you've met one autistic child you've only met one autistic child like yep. it's yeah. so different for everybody and it's actually like the same for lex like the small fiber neuropathy it's different for yeah. everybody yeah, I've I've got the I've got the proud title of being one of two of my doctor's worst patients. Yeah, it's awesome. Isn't that yeah. awesome? He deserves a medal. <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know. So when I have somebody tell me, "Oh, hey, man, you know, my lower back," I, I can totally relate with what yeah, you're talking. Yeah, they're tired. like, my back hurts. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, come and talk to me when you're when when you have one butt cheek doing the twerk on its own. <laughs> <laughs> Twerking like Miley. <laughs> That would be like a whole new level at the club. Like. Oh, hell yeah. I, mean, dude, I so want to get him on a YouTube video. Hello, people. We need to start some sort of like mission, some sort of campaign to get Lex <laughs> to let me video his one twerking butt cheek. All right. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you can go to session, session dose. No, session one. What oh, session one. Yes. You're right. Yes. Session one. Session one. So if, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go to session one and you'll know it but it'll never happen so I'll just, it's gonna happen it's never gonna happen anyways back i'm back. sorry sarah we just had a moment no i'm like seriously waiting for you just to pick up your camera phone right now and just start filming. <laughs> 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 I would, that sounds so interesting i'd listen to it happen. yeah you you gotta go listen <laughs> to session listen one. to it happen Oh my God. <laughs> Sarah's my people. My people. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I, I wanna sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I have one I have one more thing I want to talk to you about. Yeah. I wanna ask you how this has affected your marriage. Oh, it's made us so much stronger. Like that's the good thing is I've he's my person. Like he's nice. Nice. I always, so awesome. yeah, I know how blessed I am with this. Like it first going through the military, like the deployments and the time apart, like it just strengthens your communication and yeah. you appreciate yeah. everything you have together so much more when it's right, you know? And so with this, he was, Ray was deployed. He was on his last deployment when we got the diagnosis and went through all the testing. And oh, wow. So, wow. so you went through that by yourself. Yeah, yeah, he was so, wow. in Africa when this was happening and wow. didn't even have access for two to three weeks at a time. And so it was really interesting then that part of it. And and his whole relationship with his son then for over eight months was limited to the phone or, oh. you know, and so which Kale couldn't talk. And so mm. that was, you know, wow. the main part. And so it really became myself and Ray. And I was not just my voice, but I was our child's voice. And it was just, it was so interesting. So coming from that, it was such a resolve on his side to be that much more involved when he first got back and watching him just jump in and be That's that parent. Awesome. Oh, it made, That's yeah, awesome. I just, I'd never felt more supported and like loved and valued. And we really just, move forward and like honestly i just was joking with my 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 mom i, I who am i love very much um yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like my brother's girlfriend i love my mother Hi, mom. <laughs> but i just was telling her i was like you know life is not that bad when the only thing you fight about when you've got a lot of stuff every day that can bring you to tears easily is we fight about the dishes and that's a pretty good one that's a good one yeah we actually fight about the we dishes we fight about too. the dishes too and the laundry and the you, laundry you just need to do the dishes i don't get it like it's a family. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah no it it can definitely i feel like chronic illness in general like it's so challenging that it would be easy to make or break a couple like it's simple to say that you know but it's the truth like it, it requires truth. so oh, yeah. much you know 
So yeah, you do know. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's definitely made us. So yeah, it's made us a lot closer, a lot tighter. I mean, yeah, we argue, but it's like, like you said, it's, it's over just dishes, dishes, or just like, (laughs) just cause we need that extra spice, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you gotta keep things passionate. (laughs) (laughs) Before his twerking butt cheek kicks in for you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, you bet you guys. Thank you again so much. (laughs) Thank you, my love. I will talk to you soon. You bet. Take care. Have your baby. And now, our cause of the month. So tell us a little bit about your situation. What, you know, what were you diagnosed with? I felt a lump in my breast doing a personal mammogram on which I never did, but for some reason I did that day. I found a lump. Um, it felt very angry and different than normal. So I, long story short, I went and got it looked at, and um, it came back positive for breast cancer. So I was diagnosed on March 7th at 7.19 in the morning on my way to work. I got a call saying, you know, yes, your test came out positive, and... As soon as you hear positive and breast cancer, the rest of it is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Charlie Are Brown. Sure? I bet. Um, I am considered cancer-free as of now, yes. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going through reconstruction. And what, what does that mean for you? Good, because I didn't want to ask because I'm like, <laughs> ah. It, well, I'm assuming she's getting new boobs, but that's just exactly <laughs> me. That's what that's yeah. Um, because of my well, when I first heard I had the breast cancer, the first mm. thing I told my doctor was just take them. I don't want them. Just take them if it's gonna make it go away. I but they really put a lot of thought into it, and they mm. make you really think about what you're gonna do. Because of my age, they really wanted to just go ahead and do the double mastectomy, which is what I wanted. So we have this awesome opportunity as a community. So. Amber does have health insurance and the health insurance has a deductible. And this is why we are trying to raise some money for Amber. She started the process to have um, reconstructive surgery because, you know, from all of her cancer treatment and everything, her deductible was full, but the process has gotten stretched out into this year. So now there's a new deductible and she has to try and continue with this reconstructive surgery is going to have to pay out of pocket, basically, until that deductible is covered. And when we heard this, we really wanted to help out and just really like, oh, hey, there's a, there's a cause we can help out with. You know, save the boobies. Save the tatas. Save the tatas. <laughs> well, we have a real life save the tatas situation here. Exactly. You this know? is extremely important. If you would like to hear Amber's full story, please go to session two on Dear Friends and Family. You can check it out at studioids.com. Also, if you'd like to help us save the tatas, you can also check it out at studioids.com. All right, guys, welcome back. So it has been a hectic week, as you guys have noticed. 
We, it's been choir and orchestra and dance. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> so honestly, guys, it's just that's why we took the week off. So we we do apologize for not having a show on last week, but parent duties called. Yes, parent duties <laughs> called and and we needed to get take care of that. So <laughs> Yes. But we're really excited because we get to share it with you. Yeah. So for all the family members who are you know, hopefully listening. <laughs> Hi, Nana. Hi, Nana. Here we go. Lavana uh, was asked for the second year in a row to join a choir that you're only allowed to be in for one year. So uh, that was kind of an awesome proud mommy moment. It was Beatles themed and the entire Oma performance was all about the Beatles revolution. Well, don't give music. away too much. Don't give no, away I'm too much. I'm not, I'm not. That was the theme. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can find that information online, man. It's public. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing about it is, is that guys, this is fourth, what, fourth and fifth graders. No, no, no. This is actually just elementary school children. Oh, wow. Okay, this is district wide. It's um, all of the schools that are. OMA, which is Opening Minds Through the Arts in the TUSD School District. Which is Tucson Unified School District. Yes. So <laughs> there were uh, 200 plus kids on stage standing, you know, in stadium style and singing in harmony. And That's these are awesome. all elementary school kids. It was awesome. So, but I will let you listen to it for yourself. Without further ado, here is our oldest daughter, Lavana performing with the Oma Honors Choir for 2015.
Oh man, so this is, it was an awesome concert. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go. So this is actually recorded off of our GoPro camera. Yeah, it was a really cool experience too. They they don't just do singing. The Rincon University marching band was there yeah. to show the kids what they can accomplish in high school if they stick with Oma. And I just, the reason I mentioned that is because I was a marching band ranger penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're and talking so to like, a former Rincon marching band alum. So it was like awesome to like sit there and hear like those are my people. <laughs> and so, then they had, you know, Tucson High Troubadours were there singing. They had some really cute kinder and first graders doing dance and nice. acting and they had this really great group of recorder players. It was the nice. honors recorders. That's so cool. Um, they and then outside there was all this art in that was inspired by the Beatles. Hmm. And so the entire courtyard was decorated by student art. And then all the kids that were there were given sidewalk chalk. And so they got to go and draw all over the sidewalks. And so they got to be a part of, you know, the expression of art that was there. And it was just, it was a really, really nice event. Lots of great music and great performances and I've never, you know, Lavana and her big giant smile. Oh, awesome. And I got to say this, guys, I am extremely proud of my little girl because and I'm starting to get a little choked up because, you know, I remember in being in fifth grade and having like my first solo and being in, in the band. And and so it's just like to see my daughter who is naturally like gravitated to this is amazing like yeah, it's, it's really, like god really i get cool. to see her go through the same i don't know like i, I don't know how to say it the, the musical process exactly <laughs> just the musical process of watching her grow up and learn and and practice and 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 she's got the same laziness as me that she's got <laughs> she's got so much musical talent that she can fudge a little bit and yeah, not practice, so not much. practice so much because she can musically get it. But at the same time, she has learned that not practicing so much leads to insecurities. Oh, yes. So, so not only did she do this choir performance, but in the same week, she also had her honors orchestra performance. And um, so we get to play that for you as well. And these are fifth and sixth grade children who there's a hundred of them mm -hmm. and they have all been nominated by their orchestra instructor for showing musical talent or promise. And I got to say, man, this was no typical elementary school orchestra concert. Seriously. I remember watching the videos of my sixth grade orchestra concerts <laughs> and mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but this, this, this was, yeah. So I'm going to play a clip for you because this is just not, this is impressive.
And now our hero of the week. Dear Teresa, you are my hero because you give so much love so selflessly. And it's more than your job. You're giving my child your heart. She is Kale's um, speech therapist. And when we first started this journey, because Kale was under the age of three, he qualified for state funding. And then once he hit three, our private insurance wasn't accepted at her practice. And technically, once you turn three, you're in the state educational system. So he would receive speech therapy through his school. So we lost all the funding for it. And oh, it's wow. about $500 a month, I, I guess. And the reason I'm guessing is because she she refused to take payment. She's like, I'm going to fight for this. You know, wow. there's wow. potential for verbal apraxia, which means his brain just isn't wired to his mouth. And she was like, we're going to, he's got it. It's in there. And she just really then, she just isn't charging us now. Like it's, and I've never mm. told that to anybody because like, she's like, she didn't ask me to like not say it out loud. Like my, my family knows, my immediate friends know. But she just, she's like, this is private. Like, he's my special little person now. And this is our journey together. So one, she loves my baby as much as somebody could love him. And that was the first thing. She, like, saw him as a person and not this diagnosis on paper. It wasn't just, you know, another kid coming to her. And he found this connection with her that just was so real and and she just validated it. And then she was fighting for him. She's fighting for him in the one way that like means the most to me, like from a, you know, a technical educational standpoint. And then the flip side is, is just was there for me. You know, she let me cry with her when we were like fighting for it. She celebrates his wins mm-hmm. as big as mm-hmm. I do. And like, I don't, there's just like so many weird little like pieces to it that she just, she's, got this heart that just is giving and she's just the most beautiful person and both emotionally spiritually all of it and she's given so much more than just her time with kale and so it's been more than needed and now it's just more than valued so yeah it's been really special thank you <laughs> thank you Teresa, for being a dear friends and family hero our heroes Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> so if you have somebody in your life, if you were struggling through a really hard time and somebody just sort of stepped in and saved your day. Saved your butt. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear about that person. Send us your messages and maybe your hero will be recognized on our show. All right, guys, this was a great show. Thank you, Sarah, so, so much. Sarah, you were awesome to talk to. Thank you so much for being on our show. And check us out. Yeah, go head on over to studioids.com and sign up for our email list. You will receive updates on our podcasts, our little family. And everything else that is going on with our studio and our business. So head on over to Studio IDS. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Sincerely, Lex and Patty.